welcome to the Goddess Tarot Society podcast. Today we're going to be speaking about the Wheel of Fortune with two wonderful guests. This is going to be our first podcast with three guests. We have Anam and Lindsay here with us today. Welcome, welcome. Hello. <laughs> Very happy to be here. Excited. Excited. I'm so happy to have you here. Ooh. And in person. Isn't this so amazing that we what can be out, <laughs> out of the house? So shall we start by telling the listeners a little bit about yourselves, your passions, greatest dreams, favourite achievements so far? That sounds fun. Okay, um, obviously my name's Lindsay. Mm-hmm. Oh, we go way back. We, we go way back. Since we were 14 and being naughty. Yeah, um, <laughs> literally partners in crime. Together, we've been in sales together at 15, final age. <laughs> sorry, mum. Sorry, dad. Sorry. <laughs> Um, we have been, we were naughty. We were, I think we're the reason we were so naughty. It was both of us were bad. Uh huh, because it's like, you can say like who was the bad influence, but it, literally we were just as bad as each just other. Just as bad. Like, I'll try to say you and you'll try to say me. Like, I think it was, <laughs> it's like, who's, who's, who's second to those other Lindsay's? Yeah, yeah. Ha- 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 <laughs> Hannah's fault I stayed out last night and got drunk. I have no idea how that happened. Um, but I am now creative. I work in fashion. I'm... Fashion, fashion life, um, designing and developing clothes, and I love travel and books and art. Just all you know, the standard, standard stuff. Mm, mm. <laughs> standard stuff, yeah. Love um, London living as well. London that fast paced nature. Super fast paced. Super lots and lots of working. Sometimes it feels like you know that there's not enough, not not enough hours in the day. Especially when you've got two jobs and oh, we've got a mortgage as well. We're trying to do that. Like, mm, isn't that just so exciting? Super exciting. After years of um, renting. renting. It's just going to be really exciting to have our own, um, like exciting to have our own place and our own space really to be mm. able to do our life in the way that we want to do it and plan. And you can create it. Uh, you, do you have a vision for your flat? I don't really have a Pinterest board. <laughs> I've really done all the We love, we yeah, love yeah, the boards. <laughs> I love a Pinterest board. She's just not interested in it. We need to approve the mortgage for her. <laughs> I'm dreaming, dream bank, why not? You gotta tell us about, about, about you, babe. Oh. Hi, I'm Anna. I'm uh, I'm Lindsay's partner, actually. So me and Hannah go way back through Lindsay, which we don't. So. <laughs> um, I actually work for the government. I'm a civil servant, which is... James boring, Bond. As boring as it sounds. Um, I Secret guess, agent. Yeah, Secret agent. agent. Uh, that's just what you tell the podcasters yeah, yeah. you don't know because it's yet. really um, a world of mystery out there yeah you don't know yeah, <laughs> yeah. no <laughs> um, I'm into obviously being fit just going out in general being creative but not as creative as Lindsay I am no I'm not that good at fashion <laughs> I just get told what to wear by Lindsay <laughs> which is the easier she way she better she better uh, I come from a nice Pakistani family so I've got that interesting aspect to myself and I've got Vitaligo. Yes. Wow, I'm really not good at this. <laughs> no, you're very good at it. <laughs> Thank you for your introduction. So seeing as we're here in this tarot community, do you have any experience with the tarot specifically or do you have any spiritual beliefs? Uh, me, myself and I, before my family moved to London, we had a very special tarot reading. It was just a one-off where it, it was in Pakistan and we just went in the middle of the night just to distract ourselves from our circumstances and we just got told, yeah, you're going to end up in London, you're going to be here, you're going to be doing that, all your kids are going to be British and my mum was like, that's crazy. And then a week later we were in London. So that was fun. <laughs> so that was pretty cool. I mean, I've never really had 
an experience with towering where I thought that it could actually be so how do you say like accurate accurate with everything so I'm just intrigued of what Hannah is going to do for us today yeah <laughs> <laughs> we're intrigued I think I've always been spiritual but it's always been kind of more I don't know like just to myself it's not something that I've ever really went out to find mm. do you know what I mean like it's always been I definitely believe in the kind of cycles like you know Hannah you're really into with your pe- like um, your womanly cycles my periods your my periods, periods. Ah, exactly <laughs> And I really do believe that, you know, you should really kind of work towards um, your kind of, with your cycle instead of kind of working against it in that mm. respect. So I would say, like, I believe in, like, the afterlife and some bits and stuff like that. I feel like everyone's got their own fate. Um, but I think sometimes you need to kind of push it yourself. Yeah. You know, sometimes fate isn't just going to happen to you or land in your lap. Like, you need to make those decisions and really kind of push forward for that. And that's interesting. It was what, going to be one of my questions as well, is if you believe in that, fate and destiny and it's interesting because I've known you for like too long too long <laughs> <laughs> almost like two, actually I was gonna say two decades we're not quite there yet um I remember you having your wishbone necklace as well oh, I loved my wishbone necklace I think it's, mm. it's always been quite a sentimental thing um I was always I was distraught when I lost that but I've always really had a connection to the kind of wishbone and it's just because it was the only thing that I ever had for my gran and mm. I used to wear that every single day without fail yeah. And I've always really loved the kind of wish bonus as like a symbol towards my ground, even though, you know, I've never met her. But in yeah. some way that she's always there with me. I think there's sometimes you can put like kind of life into objects or life meaning into objects that, you know, are personal to yourself, but anyone else would have no idea, you know? Mm. And I find that always very quite don't know it makes you feel closer to them in some way yeah i think it could be a coping mechanism sometimes as well well sure i suppose the logical mind we can say coping mechanism but i think it is spiritual in itself to be able to really bond with like items and have that special connections to them so what's your thoughts on destiny Destiny. what is your destiny oh my god you want to go first babe Lindsay is my number. <laughs> Great answer. Uh, destiny to be with my, one another. My destiny, personally, where I would want, I, I've always just been an avid believer in finding happiness. So whatever just makes me happy in the end, and I'm content doing it. That's my destiny. If that means I'm doing a completely opposite job to what I'm doing now, cool. But I, I don't know. I think it's one of those things. I don't know what my destiny is, but I'm happy to kind of find yeah. out as long as I'm happy and happy yeah exactly I think you know your destiny is working towards ultimate happiness at the end of the day you mm. know like I think I do believe in destiny in a way but I also I like want, that I do I think you know everyone's kind of destined for their you know their own purpose in life and will bring something new every, every person will bring something new to the table and I think that's what makes it so interesting when you meet lots of new people and, mm. but I do think with destiny you have to it's still yourself like you work at it yeah you can't if you know you're destined to do such and such a thing like if you want to do it like you you have to go do it yourself I don't think sometimes it's hand, it's not handed to you sometimes it oh, may do sometimes it is sometimes it just depends yeah but I suppose things that are kind of that are achievements if something's been really easy not to invite more struggle into our lives. So something's been really easy. It's not okay. as big an achievement as something that has been a bit of a struggle. But sometimes, you know, the stars align and everything works out, you know. And especially, you know, we've been through such crazy times at the moment in lockdown. Mm. And, you know, I'm sure many of us have felt that, you know, the world is ending. Like, what is my life? I know myself personally. Imposter syndrome is what we've had. Yeah, mm. imposter mm-hmm. syndrome. 
Like we've definitely felt very, def- you know, definitely. deflated, you know, not much is happening. Like I know I was made redundant and I'm such a workaholic that that really, really hit me. Yeah. You know, I had to move out of my flat. We were, we've been staying at my other, you know, staying at Annam's house for the last year in a different mm. environment. So you kind of lose your independence as well. Oh, but then, you know, all of a sudden in the last month, the stars have aligned, like we both got jobs, <laughs> you know, we've got things happening, we've got life moving. Obviously, of course, some of it is to do with us working towards it, but I do think, you know, maybe it's some destiny, like the world is telling us, you know, it's time now. The gateways are open. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) The gateways opening for us to be able to start like a new chapter in a way. Yeah, and I love that because it ties in so nicely with the Wheel of Fortune. When you gave me this card, I was like, this is my life. (laughs) This is where I'm at right now. I just love the magic of the tarot. Like, we can always there's things always find us at the right time and with you talking about the redundancy and all these tough feelings that's um the wheel of fortune being number 10 10 being the number of endings but also new beginnings but to welcome in the fresh energy of the new we need to say goodbye to the old and sometimes we hang on to things and we need that little push that little urge and i do feel that as a collective we are going through this big old change and we're all somewhat going through the wheel of fortune I've not spoken to anyone that's like yeah I'm great like I'm feeling really like I know exactly what's happening I know exactly what I'm gonna do Mm. there's no one even the people who I thought knew and I'm just like oh (laughs) it's all a lie nobody it's when you grow up and you realise that adults have no freaking clue what they're doing you're like (laughs) yeah everyone yeah I think especially when you're younger you think that you know by what 25 30, no, I'll be married, I'll have married, kids, I'll have all of that, my career, I'm going to be like, yeah. For no. me, it's a lifetime away still, you know, it's so hard to, I think all adults, or everyone our age, that you know, we're coming towards our 30s, you know, that pressure that we once had, it's kind of started to drop, because like, hell no, that's not achievable, like, I what? It's affected our mental health, because I think with these, all these expectations, because of our parents and how we've yeah. done it. Easy, they had it, they yeah. had it for us. Yeah, and like, we make the same amount of money, but it doesn't mean the same thing anymore, so we're like, yeah. You know, and I think the big difference between generations as well is, as you said, Lindsay, creating happiness and we're more interested in going towards happiness or joy um, or a life where we're content. I mean, we can always be chasing happiness and that's kind of um, something that I've been playing with as to chase constantly chasing happiness and then kind of can send you a few steps back. But back on track to the new beginnings... Mm-hmm. it does just come around it does you know it comes around and like, blooms I was unemployed for well I wasn't employed for that long but I was out of my sector for you know over nine ten months mm. and that was that was really hard because I ended up I was working at a courier company which is nuts like on customer service and even you can see the mental health of people just shouting out about the parcels like I've got no idea why you care so much about your parcel hen but you know whatever like, <laughs> it comes the Scottish I don't know I don't care like cool, yeah. I'm, you're, you know, your parcel's gonna come tomorrow, not today. Um, but obviously, at that time, you know, you feel like you're in a little hole. But um, and I was applying for so so many jobs. Like it was unbelievable how many jobs I was applying for over that time. And you know, there really wasn't much out there. And it was only this job I actually got was I didn't think I had it. I applied for it a month before, and actually, the job I applied for isn't even the job I got. So it really did feel like fate in a way. So mm. I went for a job interview for one of the brands that they actually um, invest in 
and I ended up going into their company instead. So it wasn't ever like I applied for the job or, you know, needed the job, and it ended up it was perfect to my skill set. Like, it's been a dream come true. It really, really has. Like, I've never been so happy. I feel very, very fulfilled in what I'm doing now. And I do think, to some degree, it's definitely fate, because I would that job wasn't ever posted. It wasn't ever told about. It hadn't even been signed off yet when I got it. Oh. So it was very been created much, for you. Well, it did. It pretty much felt like you know, like stars are like. Stars. I love that. For you. Yeah, that's get that out there. That's gonna be the. This is going to be the name of the pod, the podcast episode. Stars are aligning. But no, it did. It really did feel like oh great, we've got this, and then within a week we had our mortgage stuff going down as well. We put an offer on the house, yeah. and that felt so stagnant as well. It's just everything. Been, I think mine was similar to yours. Yeah. I I was a hairdresser. I was a barber, and my career just diminished over lockdown because oh well, yeah. She couldn't work. There was nothing to do. You know, I'm working for the government. That's the only job I applied for. Guys, when I tell you, I did not want to leave my career. (laughs) But now I'm happier because now we're going towards our goal and I realise that maybe it's for a higher purpose that I am actually doing this job. And I'm actually quite a lot more content than I was in Barbara. You're so much happier in life now. Like with your nine to five work routine, it's like a nicer, healthier balance where you're not stressed, you're not on your feet all day. But you know, who knows in the future you might go back to it. It can be like a fun hobby. And you don't really know you need these pushes. Like, to me personally, my belief is, like, the universe sometimes pushes us in the right direction. I know that's not everyone's belief, but I like to believe that. And when you are in the thick of it, I just want to say that you're never alone. You're never alone. Reach out to people. People are there for you. Talking to people is so important. Mm -hmm. Like, reach out to your loved ones. Make yourself... Keep yourself busy as well. I think it's so hard when you're feeling so low or in a bad place to not have that like when I met you I think I was in a similar position like that like I was quite low like I have the telegos so, you know you can see it you can see on my face mm-hmm. whatever you know it's cool I look different when I met Lindsay I was very unsure of my looks I did not feel confident without makeup I did not feel anything and as soon as I met her like I don't know if it's the way she looks at me it's like the way it, it was destiny like, like she just made me realize she is like I was destined to see myself through her eyes like she just made me realize like okay cool no you're normal you're completely valid you fit like my yeah. heart <laughs> so you know you I think it's definitely like the way I even met you we were never meant to meet like, never meant to meet me oh let's talk about it how is that tell him, tell him. oh my god so um I was working in the bar in London Bridge and I was saying to my pal, Sabah, I was like, Sabah, I need laid. Sorry, dear. Um, <laughs> Tell them. So we all need laid from time to time. I exactly I guys. I paid a dry spell. Your girl was busy. And I was like, Sabah, I need laid. Find me someone. And I meant someone in the bar. I meant someone in the bar. This is, this is the difference. And um, she posted on a Facebook group with 27K, 27K people on there. Fun employed. It was fun called fun employed. Fun employed. Fun employed. And she was like, I've got this sassy Glaswegian lesbian that doesn't look like a lesbian looking up for some fun, winky face, you know. Like, terrible. No pictures. I had no idea she did this. Yeah, but it's just so shady. When you look, you're like, okay. Yeah, like, super shady. I'm like, Sapa, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> and then... Obviously, I was like, right, okay, well, we're in this situation now, right? So I'll see what it's so brought in. I didn't actually know you. You did I actually was dating this guy. I wasn't dating her anymore. We stopped dating, but she was a really good friend. And she was like, I was just complaining. I was like, I'm tired of dating. I'm bored. I need to just find a nice girl. Why is this so hard? She randomly messaged my pictures to your friend. Without telling Without you any of my was. consent or anything. She was like, yeah, I just sent your pictures. That's it. <laughs> Only one. So, of course, I'm getting, obviously, I'm feeling very popular because you've never seen my face. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was getting, like, you know, 
I think I had those like ten different girls or something. Oh, like back of the bunch. So famous, even though they were like, who I am. I'm like, whatever. Yeah, we and, were not proud about you. <laughs> and then obviously I saw her picture and I'm like, she's about me. Alright. Give it a go and what really drew, drew me to me to her was a bit of libel because I saw it as like a kind of art piece. I was like, oh, that's so beautiful. Like, I love that. It's so intriguing. She loves me beyond the two girls. Just saying. <laughs> just saying. <laughs> do I? Do I? No, of course I do. Of course I do. Um, and we ended up messaging, rubbish in messaging. She is. She was like, do you even want to meet them? I'm like, okay, yeah. <laughs> oh, you like Like, I don't have time to just talk to you. Like, I'm busy. And we met up, and then ever since then, nearly three years later, we're now together. And that's one of those things we but would see, never have met otherwise. With that, I think you made the destiny happen again because I was dating someone else, and Lindsay, being the cool, calm, and collective person she is. That was a cool girl. I tried to be. You pretended to be cool, calm, and collective. I was like, the whole time. I was like, cool, calm, collective, Lindsay. You've I've got heard this. that for years. <laughs> it works. Chill. It does. It works. Dream. Act as if. I think that, that honestly, that's what won me over. Wow, <laughs> she's so put together. Oh, she's I was so like, cool. go ahead and date this other girl. That's fine by me. Oh, they don't tell me to do it. I don't want to do it. Now, let me come back. Yeah. Reverse psychology. <laughs> oh, it's such a beautiful romance story. And the way that it came together just... It feels like, you know, the universe mm. kind of gave us a little push. Because I really wasn't looking for a relationship. I've always been quite confident in myself and quite, like, independent. Yeah. Um, you know, you've known me for years. I've always... Don't get me wrong, I've been in relationships and had good relationships. Not that many great relationships, to be fair. That's <laughs> but, you know, I've been. Oh, we need to learn from some of them, I of suppose. Course, of course, and you know, I'd always been quite content by myself and quite, to be honest, really, really just quite driven to do my own thing. So when you came along, it was such a pleasant surprise that you know we had had someone that would support me in that way, and it ended up being like, okay, we can do we can do this partnership, can't we? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and it ended up working, and it, it it turned out it was totally the best thing for us, both of us. I think at that point, I think we have what each other needed at that point. We're me, I remember, like when I met you, you were so strong-willed and strong. You still are, like obviously, but when I met you, you were so strong-willed. I remember I was going through a crisis at work, like I was about to leave that job. I was going through such a low time. Her being so strong-minded, doing sixty hours a week in every single job she did, I'm like. Okay, yeah, I, my problems are not that great. <laughs> let me let me just get a better look. Damn straight. But like in general, like stuff like that, I think you kind of balance everything. Like we balance each other out, and that's yeah. Like you're the sensitive one, and I'm the blunt one. Which doesn't obviously, I look a bit more, you know, androgynous. See you. Podcast is quite androgynous looking. Go and check her out. I'll pop her um, Instagram in the, <laughs> the intro, <laughs> intro in the description. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> I don't know. I've made the wheel of fortune. Yeah. Ah. Universe, universe mm. has made it all align, and I definitely do. Bit of fate. Actually, talking about it more makes me believe it more. I don't want to sound so <laughs> I'm surprised. having you leave and being like, because Lindsay was saying before the call, yeah, I'm not that spiritual. You're going to leave this podcast being like. <laughs> How did I not know? Thank you, universe. <laughs> so how could, do you think that you can make your own luck? So there's destiny and fate is like woven in there. Do you think you can like make your own luck? Like I attract just, something in? I'm such a strong believer in that, mm-hmm. for sure. Agree. I think, you know, if you have things that you want to do or things that you have to achieve, don't get me wrong, sometimes it can be the scariest thing alive. And it can be really, really scary to put yourself out there and feel like it's mostly it's fear of failure. Oh, um, as or success. Or success. It's a bit of both. And um, for me, I do really believe that if you want to get lucky, don't get me wrong, you're going to have some bloody grind and it's going to be an absolute... Sometimes it really does feel like the world's ending. 
but you know the universe does normally reward you at the end like you have to put the processes in place yeah. for you to be able to succeed because if you sit be, sit there being like oh I want to do I'll be lucky one well no exactly say for instance um, starting, say for instance I want to be do my own business and I've been saying it for years and years and years that I really really wanted to do that and be self be like self-employed and you know live that life but you know just talking about it, it's not doing it you know how are you going to get to your aspirations if you're not going to put the processes in place to at least start that do you know what I mean like and don't get me wrong might happen once again by fate it just so happened my other friend was um she's unemployed too we're like right we need to do fashion somehow you know we genuinely thought that we, fashion was over for both of us yeah um, and you know now she's working freelance we've got this coming up I've now got a job and this other job and um, and it's quite don't get me wrong it's scary it's really really scary like we are shitting ourselves sorry podcast Um, but you know you have to make the movements because how are you going to know unless you try and which is yeah which is how you say when you know the brand she's created 100 percent she created own like both of them were literally looking for luck they're like i need to be lucky enough to work with someone i I need to do this and they found each other and they create their own luck and mm. you know, it's still not launched yet. But you know, you don't know until you've tried. So I really do believe, like, luck. Don't get me wrong; you can sometimes be the luckiest gal in the world, but most of us are not very lucky. Yeah, and we have to just kind of work towards that. Well, you can't win the lottery unless you buy a lottery ticket. Exactly. Oh my god! Why did you just give that analogy after all of that? Simplify the whole thing. What about you? Do you believe in luck? I do. I believe in luck. Like I've been lucky because once again, when I met Lindsay, exist. Yeah, I exist. So my Instagram, you know, I've done some cool stuff for like, you know, Ella Henderson. I've been in music videos. Not the telly. Yeah, but I once I got lucky, and when I say lucky, I genuinely got lucky. Like I did not do anything. Someone just approached me, and I was like, yeah, okay, but. I think for that to happen, I still put myself out there in the beginning. If I didn't post those pictures or if I didn't show myself with my vitiligo being proud of it, I don't think I would have been shown. I don't think I would have, even with my little followers I had, I don't think they would have found me. Just because I was vocal about it, it made my own luck and it changed my whole kind of what was available to me. It was a lot more just because I put myself out there. So 100% I, I bought the lottery ticket. (laughs) <laughs> well, everyone get out and buy buy like a physical lottery ticket and whatever you've been talking about that you want to do because that's what karma means as well it's like karma means action yeah. well, and without action well, like yeah. how you're kind of lucky i would say do you believe in luck especially with starting all of this like considering mm. your background how does it make you kind of what do you what are your thoughts on it so I think in terms of luck, there's always an element of luck, but when you voice something, so I'll use any time I've decided I want to go traveling, I've been drawn towards a certain place, whether that's been the last trip I did when I went to Nepal, I didn't know when that thought came to me, but I was like, I want to go to Nepal. And if I didn't book, do the scary part, which is like booking the trip. I never would have met so many amazing people. And these different people give you different ideas. How you really started this. And this is how I started this. Because then when I went to Bali to do my yoga teaching course, I'm currently not a yoga instructor, but I met Bianca, who's an episode two, I think, of the podcast. Um, If you've not already listened to it, great episode. Check it out. Check it out. (laughs) But um, that was... Had I not gone to Nepal, I'd never would be here doing this because um, 
I wouldn't have met Bianca and had the inspiration of the person. But Bianca wasn't the first time I was inspired. I started watching YouTube videos just before my trip out of nowhere and was just drawn towards them. That's why I always talk about following your intuition and what feels good. Because usually there's a wee gem that's waiting down the path. Of course, Um, It doesn't always need to be the tower moment, the struggle, the the bad thing that happens in order to like make your own luck and be on that path. Um, But sometimes... Sometimes we need that and other times we need to follow what lights us up and that can be the easier course of action to find us here. I mean, you've always really inspired me with you're just always like, I'm going travelling now, bye. (laughs) For the last five years, I was like, I'd always message you, I'd be like, where are you? And you're like, oh, I'm in such and such a place. Where in the world are you? I've known you through Lindsay. She's like, oh, she's skiing. She's skiing. And she's doing this. I was like, where is she? That's just the fact that in some ways we're in. I would say I'm quite envious. Like, we would love to do that. I think it's that kind of fear factor. It's like, oh, well, I have a job once I get Mm. back. How are we going to do life? And really, the kind of steps that we're going is, you know, we're going to try and do the real life stuff. And then, you know, in a few years when everything's settled down, 100 then it makes you think you're like if I wasn't so fearful about doing these things would my luck be better like it kind of does make you think just quit a job let's go no okay maybe not that lucky (laughs) 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 well fears and doubts they're also there for a reason they're there as a safety mechanism and we can listen to our fears and listen to our doubts and have um, like an open conversation with them to be like what are you telling me like why are you stalling me is it a fear of my success or failure um, and it's that age old one where it's like will it matter in like five years time five years time then you can put it down like each smaller and smaller and smaller sometimes it doesn't even matter in five hours do you know mm. um, in terms of making your own luck but definitely I think once you get the ball rolling when you have that like in the tarot you have the card that's the fool that leap of faith that mm. can sometimes generate things but if you are in a period of drought and it feels like nothing's happening You've not been buried, you've just been planted and your wee shoots are going to be growing. (laughs) So your your shoots are coming up now. You've been buried. I've been buried. Yeah, and now your your green shoots are just like coming up as I'm looking at your lovely tomato plants. Yeah, my mum's insane. (laughs) I think she's replaced us with the tomato plants. Full bloom. Full bloom. I mean, I am flourishing. So, next question was going to be... In my opinion, we live many different lives within the one lifetime, like everything that we do. Do you agree that you live many different lives within the one lifetime? 100%. Yes. Yeah? 100%. What lives have you led? Who, who has Lindsay been? Lindsay's been so many people. <laughs> God, I kind of... Lindsay's been a pain in the arse. I think... Um, a criminal. A criminal. I think I've had quite... I don't think it's been that rocky, but it's definitely been. I've had very many different kind of stages in life where, you know, you know, from childhood, it was very kind of, I was very awkward, very shy, quite um, an introvert, didn't have many friends, was bullied. And then I think when it hits like the naughty naughty teens, I definitely rebelled and I was that that kind of rebel girl that was drinking and partying all the time and being a bit naughty. (laughs) Um, And then when I went to uni, it was very much like a kind of play hard live hard and it was very you know you in what I find now actually in my day-to-day life is that you can actually I feel like sometimes I live two lives in my day-to-day life like from my work life to my social life to my love life to mm. all of these different things and I think some in some ways I'm a totally different person in both like in both aspects like the way I am say for instance in the house with Anna would be to- I'm a totally totally different person like polar opposite almost at work. at work and 
it, I think you can really simultaneously kind of live multiple lives at the same time or be in different ways. And I think every you know, few years you change as a person. Like I'm definitely not the same person I was even when we met or, you know, from 20, I'm totally different from when I was 20. And it's kind of part of growing up is, you know, you change your life and you adapt to what feels right for you now. And something that felt right for you three years ago may not feel right for you present day. I mean, even, with, you know, I know you stay quite sober now. So do I actually. Like, yeah. in the last three years, I used to be, oh, guys, when I tell you I was a party animal, like, you were a party I, animal. I was up for days and straight. I was partying four days a week when I was at uni, including doing my degree. Sex, drugs, and rock and roll, Sex, baby. Literally. <laughs> And it's only really been in the last few years, which I think Anand's really helped me, is that, you know, there's more to life. Are you so. saying I'm boring? Is no, that what? boring. What? I'm boring. Did I'm that sober you? It's like a healthier relationship with those type of outlets. Well, before when I was so busy, my outlet was drinking. So whenever I am stressed, you will see if I go out drinking, like I will obliterate myself. Like I will go blackout. And now it's like a healthier way to look at it. To put it out. Yeah. So you can still have a few drinks. You can have a lovely time, but it's not in that negative impact that it used to be where, you know, I was drinking to escape, not drinking to have fun. And especially for any of you listeners that work a lot, like I do, Mm -hmm. sometimes you feel like your only escape is alcohol or is you know, doing an activity or putting all your mind to one thing. And it's a recreational. Yeah, recreational's fine. (laughs) Recreational, you know, whatever. Don't limit them. I'm never (laughs) limiting. But I do think sometimes you have to find a better way to escape or make yourself happier to be able to... I think looking back on it now, I felt like, although I thought I was happy for the last five years, like a few years, um, I don't think I really was when I was partying and drinking all the time and... I think as we grow up, we realise what happiness kind of lies in. Not the materialistic, what we think is normal. Like, we're meant to rebel as children, so that's going to be the way of happiness. No. So we, I think we figure it out. But I agree. Like, yeah, I think we've all lived... I think everyone lives so many lives. Like, I've lived so many lives. I'm doing it now. I'm a good Pakistani girl at home, doing my life in front of my mum, being good with them. And then I'm here, out here with you, a lesbian. Well, of course. And then, you know, like, I, I sometimes I feel like I have a double life. Like, when I go to work in the office, I put a full face of makeup on. I look mm. like the most feminine, you know, put together person there is. But when I'm at home, I'm living a completely different life with no makeup, being just Mowgli, chilling no, and panda. You know, I think constantly, even just existing, doing work or even maintaining a job, we're living another life because. At no point are we being ourselves in front of one whole person. There's that- always a part of you which is going to come out more in front of another person. Mm-hmm. So technically, yeah, I think we live many lives in one. It's like you had many little phases in your life where you've had quite a hard time with like mental, like aspect of like mental health and actually all over happiness. Yeah, you know, like with yourself as a person as well, like. I think because I doubted myself so much when I was younger, like, you know, now I look back, I was like, that's a completely different person. And that's what I mean. Like, that was a different life I led. It almost felt like, you know, a whole different person where I'm like, oh my God, I was that low about what? Like, I'm, you know, I'm thriving. I'm, I'm proud of where I am. I'm proud of where I've come. I'm proud of my partner. Like, I'm grown up enough to have a healthy relationship, you know? When you're not happy within yourself, you can't even maintain that. No. You know, I was in very yeah. unhappy relationships and now... You get to a point where you accept yourself and you love yourself. You are then be. As RuPaul says, you gotta love. You have to love yourself to love anyone. I've watched that one with RuPaul. RuPaul is just our baby. I heard it on your other podcast. (laughs) Kirsty loves RuPaul. (laughs) Yeah, 
I just think it's it's crazy how we all do it. Like you as well. Like you live different life. Like you're different with your you know your man, and then you're mm. different here. Like I just think it's amazing how we're all able to maintain. Do you believe in it? Different lives. It's interesting because something I've been aiming towards, which is slightly different to your views, is to show up as my authentic self, whoever that may be in that given day. It does change day to day. But whoever that is authentically, to be able to just be her, whoever whoever's there. Some of the harder people to actually do that to isn't people I don't know. It's people that you've known for a long time, such as family members that you're used to showing up in a certain way or they're used to seeing you that way. Um, but I do agree you can show up in different um like environments as different people i think it's like you still be i do believe that you still be your authentic self Mm. but i do think sometimes you have to decompartmentalize compartmentalize that's the word bloody hell compartmentalize you need to keep things separate like i can't go up to my family but oh my god look at me and my lesbian girlfriend just right no (laughs) it's one of those ones but you have to just keep things separate. even though you're being your authentic self you know that there's boundaries because if you push them you know yeah it's one of them I don't know yeah yeah all these different lives all into one no thanks for sharing all of that in terms of like some of the different lives I've led I'm trying to think it's so funny it can like sometimes mimic partners as well that you've had it's like different like chapters because like heart breaks like break you open you're like you like read Juvenate, you like transform into something new. You're like, who does? I know it really is. Um, when you have to like talking about love and these things, I do mention a lot of my readings. Like, unless you work in yourself and you feel good within yourself, you can only accept the same standard of love from somebody else that you give to yourself. Otherwise, you just can't accept it. They might have more to give to you, but unless you feel that way, you can't accept that. Um, within there. And all these different, all these different lives and versions of ourselves. Well, I, I think relationships definitely. I think they really mold you, and, and I think they make you a totally different person. Every not totally different, but I think you definitely learn from it, and you 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 end up maturing as a person. Mm. I think when you come out of them, you realize what you need, what you don't. It, well, it gives yeah. you a better sense of it's self. Learning as well. Yeah. When you, self, that's yeah, especially when you give yourself some breathing room as well. Sometimes not everyone needs breathing room, but that was one of my biggest. One of my biggest turning points was just deciding, right, we're going to say no to dating and having a partner and just have some, like, Hannah time. And it turned out, I was like, oh, yeah, a few months, like, four years later. I'm like, does nobody want to date me anymore? Like, whoops, that break went a bit too far. I honest, personally, I always, I felt so fulfilled when I was single. Other than obviously, kind of wearing a <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to create any arguments tonight. <laughs> no, but I did because at the end of the day, sometimes that time, that space away, when, especially after heartbreak, it's so important to kind of pick yourself back up and actually be a bit selfish towards yourself. Mm. Like, I love being in a relationship. I really, really do. And I, But I also loved being single because, I, you know, it's a bit selfish. You can do what you want. You don't have to answer to anyone. Mm. If you want to stay out late, if you want to go run across the world, do it. Like there's 100%, I think, having that space to breathe mm. and to really kind of evaluate what you want in life is so important. Uh, so learn nice. about yourself as well. So opposite of me. I couldn't when I was but, growing up because I was so scared of being that, I was constantly back to back. Yeah, that was lack of self-love where I mm. looked for another place. I was constantly back to back in relationship. When I met you, mm. it was the longest time I was single doing the whole self-love process and that's when I found you. 
It's true. Mm. Self-love works, baby. It, re- it really does. And then you can also communicate with the other person what your needs and wants are and you don't... Yeah, I feel like we started off our relationship very open and it was always our communication we took our lines time. were very clear as well. Mm-hmm. I think we, were, we didn't do the whole U-Haul thing. I think oh, we, no. we were not the lesbian thing? U-Haul. You know, we U-Haul. Just moving like, really, 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 really fast. Yeah, like, we, we did that. It was on our mind and we were mm. projecting. We were going, like, like, I'm not we're not, not going to do it. We're going to take it slow. Let's take our time. Yeah, yeah. It's, I think it was really important for us to build a good healthy ground. For us at that point, we found each other a time where we had the self-love for you know ourselves but we we're still adjusting to one another so we we're like how do yeah. i make that self-love but also love you you know we had to kind of mm. that transition so which is why we took our time but yeah. i'm really grateful that we took our time that's right mm. another another hand i was like moved in with shandra after like a month <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that was covid kind of happened it wasn't quite that fast that was a but... covid relationship uh-huh. that's why that's why <laughs> covid catalyst <laughs> That works as well, I think, when you know you know, though. And yeah. I think everyone is, everyone's relationship timings are totally different and how they feel what's right for them at the time. It's mm. totally dependent on the relationship. It's totally dependent on the person. And I don't think anyone should ever look down on themselves if they feel like it's right to move in quickly. 100%. Move in quickly. Or if mm. it's not right. I think we were also scared of burning up. <laughs> we were scared of burning up. <laughs> we don't want to go too Don't burn too, too bright yeah, and too fast and then it just... We were a big flame and I think we mm. really... We are a big flame. We still are a big flame. But it was that initial fear of like, oh, is that going to last? You know, like, and I think the fact that we did take it slow, we really built that foundation. And that trust. And yeah. And that kind of, yeah. Now we love each other in a totally different way. Yeah, like we can be Better completely way. in each other's company and she's mm. going to be working constantly and there, like doing something stupid. But we are comfortable like that. With before, you know, I used to be like, what are we doing? Why are we not, why are we not doing something? Why are we not doing something together? I think that contentment that. comes mm. from... We're, we're happy. Yeah. Just yeah. Happy. Damn, I didn't yeah. realize you were that happy. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> this is like a relationship counseling. <laughs> tell me more about myself. <laughs> we're all reflections of one another. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I actually forgot what the question was. I think we just different lives. Oh, we went. Oh, different, different lives, and we went on. I love. I love a good tangent. So I do. We've gone into relationships. Um, so we've kind of spoken about how relationships ha- can be like big turning points in life. Is there anything else that's been like a greatest turning point, like an ending that's, you're going through that at the moment, but is there any other times in life something's happened, cleared you out in order to like start with something new? Um, I think it'd probably be when I moved country, like when I moved mm. to London, that was such a big turning point because all I really knew was Scotland, Glasgow, Edinburgh and it can be quite daunting moving down somewhere where you don't know and especially to such a big vibrant city like London mm. it's you know it's super busy it's actually super antisocial. Mm-hmm. it's you know you I think that's wild isn't it it's, it's such really a wild. big busy city you can end up feeling so, so lonely so isolated so isolated mm. and I think that for me was a turning point because when I first moved down like the fir- I actually moved down twice so I moved down the first time and I was trying to do my career and it wasn't happening I ended up not really enjoying myself I ended up partying too much I ended up you know working in hospitality and I feel like what really kind of gave me a wake-up call was actually when I came home and I had you know took that time to reflect and then I went down with a better attitude where you know I'm gonna work hard but I'm gonna make that time for myself I'm gonna be sociable I'm gonna really push myself to meet the type of people that I want to meet and not just be like okay I'm just gonna go get you know mm, like party friends party, party friends. friends are great i love a party friend still have them still love them <laughs> but it's about kind of like 
definitely one thing for me was a party time because I think not party time for a turning point it was a turning point <laughs> one big party five, five years of party or more how long have you been in London for five years five five years but I mean I came out when I was in London so for me mm. London was like I was in Glasgow I did an internship in London I moved there for three months and I came out down there so for me like I always associated London with kind of being my true authentic self mm. well up here all that you, you know everyone you've known each other for all 10 years and you all have these preconceived ideas of who that person should be and even coming up now I still everyone's like oldest friends you love them dearly but they still have a preconceived idea of who you are because they mm. still see you as that person you know from 10 years ago and you're really not that person anymore you know yeah. you've changed and you developed well I think down yeah I feel like one day I can definitely be myself because I just pushed myself I was like I do not care what anyone thinks I'm not gonna let anyone have any preconceived ideas of who I am as a person and just really and truly just be myself and if so people don't like it if them I know I I know and that's just it's so gorgeous something I tell myself which I hope this doesn't rock you too much see how other people like you can't control how other people view you like we're never even the people we're closest to we're never actually going to know how they view us Mm -hmm. like from their little lens and their little world so that's why yeah just show up show up be yourself be yourself whatever variant of you you want to be in that given day or given place exactly i think you can be you can change daily as well Mm -hmm. like we're constantly morphing as humans like we're constantly changing as time goes on have you got any turning points of note I think my turning point was my self-acceptance. Like, mm. I had to come out the closet in a Muslim family. That was hard. I had to constantly wear makeup when I wasn't that feminine. Just to hide my the They didn't even accept it. It's not that they weren't accepting. Not in a bad they way, didn't yeah. understand it. They did everything to help and to get rid of it. But as a Muslim family, that's what you can expect of them. Like, as a Pakistani, mm. but I always think, like, there's so many families I see where the parents embrace it. They're like, no, no, show it off. And I was like, I didn't come from that. So I think after years of kind of going through bullying and struggle, I realized once the self-acceptance happened, I changed how I was. Like I, to because I was so uncomfortable growing up, I changed every part of me from that person. Like my hair is different. I am different. Everything about me is because now I'm finally comfortable. I think my turning point was self-acceptance. And I think as small as that sounds like it wasn't a profound like big like oh yeah I went to space or something cool yeah you're just like this is me I was just like oh my god my whole time you know 20 years of living I've been so anxious about who I am if I'm just doing it because my biggest fear as I said it like um it's a loneliness and I didn't want to be lonely and I think my turning point was that wait if I accept myself there will be someone who will be there to love me that means I won't be lonely so my whole life I was like, no, I need friends because I won't be lonely. And then once I accepted it, it just came naturally. And I mm. didn't realize... You then making friends with great people. Yeah, and something actually clicked. And I was like, oh my God, that was my turning point. I actually started adulting once I moved on from all the barriers that I had in my head about me. Yeah. And that also it sounds really bad, but I'm, in, I'm 28 now. That happened, what, at 25? Like, that was my peak. You had quite a late... I had a very late blooming because my constant fear of not being accepted or not being seen in my true self or being seen right was the issue so i think my turning point was self-acceptance wow Mm, thank you so much for sharing that's so gorgeous i'm just like i'm always in one of these podcasts i'm just just, like tearing up in the corner i'm just having a cry i'm just like so emotional this time of the month you know no no it's just me (laughs) just using all these excuses and then that like creates your own luck as well these turning points and things then 
snowball and we evolve, we shed that old skin that we've had um, and create our own karma. What's your thoughts on karma? I believe, I, I think... If you you believe good, in it? 100%. I have too much of a conscience not to believe in it. <laughs> I'm like, if I do that to you, that'll come back. It's like, yeah, I think, you know, I think you have to project positive vibes to have positive vibes come back at you. I think if you promote negativity in your life, then most of the time you're going to have negativity thrown back at you. And I think it can be very hard when you're not feeling yourself or when you're not feeling a bit low. Feeling a bit low, low, but you can't expect to be happy if you're constantly I don't know it's hard to explain like you can't you can't be sad and you can't always of course you can be sad you can have your sad days but you know like if you're going to have you negative thoughts you, you put out thank you there you go thank you, you attract what you put you out so you know you put yourself out as like a friendly you know not even being like oh my god I'm so positive lovely like, but just being friendly and just being yourself you know there might be some negative aspects but as long as you're putting yourself out in yourself mm. as a positive yeah. No, you will attract the kind of energy and I truly believe in karma like if you do something wrong 100% that will come back to bite you yeah. if it doesn't in a physical way where someone's actually coming back to bite you your conscience will bite you I don't know I'm one of those people that I don't need karma I've got a conscience which is like no you shouldn't have done that and I can't yeah. live with myself that's my karma so yeah and I, I'm just such a firm believer in like treat everyone and everything with, like respect and then you will receive the respect back you know it's like circle life isn't yeah it? like if you're being a bitch like oh, no wonder they could be a bitch back to you you know what I mean like no one needs that and, it. and I think <laughs> but if you do something bad half the time it's always bad shit's gonna happen after get arrested for instance was that very good no I think was we're grounded for happened? about a year like I think that year we were totally like we were but we still snuck out the windows and thought that was that's why we ended up being grounded for a year yeah we were you can share Lindsay so we were dancing oh my god I got pissed on myself you got pissed on yourself not your own piss that makes it even worse so what happened was is that Hannah and I were drinking underage in central Glasgow and we hadn't even really we just drank started that our much. 2L man we just started the 2L that was so annoying 2L is strong though aye exactly no it wasn't it it was Woodgate oh, oh was it okay Wait, I they took swung. you there because you were underage I'll tell you the story yeah, babe. it's fucking terrible sorry oh my god <laughs> You're so beep <okay>. we, <laughs> we were 15 um, Hannah's boyfriend was 16 at the time and there was a bunch of junkies set, junkies mean Junkies. Junkies. <laughs> Aye, junkies junkies downstairs like down people that next, abuse drugs people that abuse drugs um a few meters away from us pretty much and the police saw safe 15 year olds activities you know yeah very safe 15 year old activities we were idiots and um the police obviously stopped us and they were i lied about my age trying to say i was 18 as if that was gonna fucking make it better it didn't make it better. <laughs> and, um, really to kind of teach us a lesson I would say yeah they were anything. they so arrested good. us and handcuffed us but you could get out of handcuffs <laughs> the whole shebang they were like scared no. straight no, no, literally literally we got handcuffed put in the cell together <laughs> Hannah and I were drunk at this point we're like hey, hey, I can get my hands out they hear like the cuffs and then obviously they book it like we have to take our shoes off we had to do all of you know the full shebang and I remember being put in the cell before Hannah came in and I was so oh, sad so upset. I, I was so upset I was like Shh, I'm alone now like oh my god this is terrible and obviously it's cold man you can't have your jumper you're not allowed any cords just in case you try top it top yourself and um Hannah and I decided Hannah came in so it's of course yeah we're, we're, they point. gave us the same cell bless the them same cell. for our parents to come and collect we didn't realize that the mirror 
you could see through the mirror. So we <sighs> like were, the other side, one of those mirrors uh, that from so the movies. We were sitting there drunk, trying to do bloody jump style. We were teaching both, each other dances. Teaching each other like dance. the equivalent of like a TikTok dance these Aye, days. A TikTok dance. And I remember trying to. Get, I got cold, and there was like this bed. And I tried to like move the bed onto me, but some other like person. covering thing. <laughs> yeah, the cover thing. Someone pissed there. And it was protest. So I got some random, whoever knows, piss all over me. Went down to karma. Karma, karma for being naughty. And then my mum comes in, and like, I was first, wasn't I? You were first. I'm like, yeah. you pissed yourself. No, I just felt like someone else's pissed. Oh, it is, uh, it would have been like, it's worse, you pissed yourself no, in jail. She, she was like, oh, Lindsay, I've never been in the inside of a sense police station how could you do this to me and my mum disowned me for a few months and you know it was terrible like that was a like don't get me wrong we laugh about it now like it's, <laughs> it was not it funny was not at the time at the it time. was not funny we were in so much trouble I remember it was my mum's 50th the weekend after and she just didn't talk to me the whole time like we were dis- shame. I was dis- so it was shame it was proper shame and I think you know it shows sometimes if you do something naughty it really does bite you in the ass and I think that's a prime example of bad karma there <laughs> now now listeners know it's, it's another one of my past lives <laughs> yes Hannah's naughty life see I know Hannah from all of her naughty lives <laughs> all um, the way through all the way through and I think it's yeah. really interesting to see how we've all grown actually mm. as people and still friends even and evolved and it's nice when you involve with friends because yeah. some people unfortunately we don't evolve with either there's some people that just need to fall away some people find their way back back to us and other people don't and yeah it's just this wonderful journey that we call life clearly you guys have uh, taken the route of reformed i mean <laughs> reformed. You, have, you have put yourself well and back into society and i am so proud no longer got an answer no more you no. do tiktok dances on tiktok now <laughs> not in the that's it not in the sales our saving grace was that the route it was because we were 15 so yeah it doesn't go it doesn't go in records and all that when you are i think it was 15. literally just a Thing, like, slapping the rest kind of I mean it didn't sound like a there. you were pissed you were, you were in jail <laughs> we got we had to go to the wee room the little interrogation uh, room yeah did they ask you did they ask you I can't remember now oh thinking. they do they like that's like the old fashioned wee box where they t- like record and then be like fingerprints I know um, did they I can't remember I've kind of blanked that out until today <laughs> <laughs> I still have a picture of your hands on the hand with our hands oh. together in the handcuffs in my old Nokia. Never, I could never leave it. I could never delete it. Like, you should actually put remember. that as the Nokia. You know, Nokia had the logo of two people touching it. <laughs> He's putting the handcuffs. No, but it's literally Hannah's like connecting each other. Oh yeah, sorry, 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 parents. No, I was just saying sorry, parents. No, 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 I was like podcasting. <laughs> I was said. I think I was still grounded at that point and convinced. You were meant to be in America. Uh, I was meant to be in. Um, I just where we were from and we actually went into Glasgow. Naughty. Oh well. Naughty, naughty. So yeah, guys, karma. They just told the same What goes around comes around. For sure, for sure, for sure. No, but it's been such a great discussion. We've talked about all things destiny, fate, gone through it all, what else, the wheel of fortune, karma, different lives, these cycles, how the endings come through to new beginnings as well. And shared all our stories in between. Do you have anything you want to say to listeners before we wrap it up? I just think, guys, just be your authentic selves. And honestly, happiness really does come from within. And it's very much one of those things. As soon as you stop caring what other people think, what, you know, life is asking of you to do, just really, really just take it, like, have a look inwards and really think about who am I as a person? What do I want to achieve as a person? What's, where does my happiness lie? 
And I think once you really kind of understand those things, and you, you know, you can then put a kind of line over your life and then work towards them. And that's when you're going to find the right people in your life. You're going to make the right connections. You're going to end up feeling so much happier within yourself and just never take second best. Yeah. Like never settle. Like if I could tell anyone, if I could tell myself that like five, ten years ago, oh my God, I'd be in such a different scenario than I would be now. I would say like, just be yourself and just mm. never settle. Like life is you live one life live it to the fullest and don't get bogged down by the little stuff because you know what life is hard sometimes and it's okay to have it's okay to feel a bit sad sometimes it's okay to have a hard time it's so fine to have low days it's just about really being able to pick yourself up and really realizing that it's just a low day and that's not you yeah you're not your feelings your feelings are a part of you remember that you are Mm. you you know and embrace it and listen to those emotions you know like especially like don't get me wrong if you have a low day try and push yourself to go out but sometimes there's nothing better than sitting feeling sorry your fits on i love sitting in there in the house feeling sorry for myself having a wee cry doesn't make me any less of a happy person or any less of who i am it's just remember a problem is never bigger than a person it's only the person who makes that problem seem bigger in their head oh there we go all the wisdom coming at us i overthink so much i don't know a lot of your viewers you know you guys might overthink like i do i do 100 and i think i consume myself in my problems thinking oh my god how am i going to sort this out then i can't sort that out and I realized I made it such a big thing in my head. When I tell it to Lindsay, she's like, what? I'm just like, shut up. She's like, okay, just do that. And I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> like, you could consume. And I 100% agree with Lindsay. You need to accept yourself. For me, just personally, for the longest time, I didn't accept myself. I could not think of career. I could not think of love life properly. I could not think of all the normal adult or normal growing up aspects of my life beyond the four walls I created consumed in my negative imagination and what do people think of me am I going to be accepted once you get out of that mind frame it opens up literally a whole like a whole huge field of possibilities where you're like I could do this I could do that now that your big stress that you constantly stress about is not a stress because you've realized that you're being silly wheel of fortune baby yeah oh it's all part of the the wheel of fortune and though we get to experience all these different lives within this one life ultimately that's why we need to not settle for anything is that one day it will, the timer will run out and... Things happen for a reason. Yeah. 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 And I think negativity for happens for a reason. Like, mm-hmm. you know, hard times happen for a reason. Wake you up. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think sometimes everyone needs that. And definitely over lockdown, I feel like I did wake up eventually and it took so long. Like, you mm. feel, you end up sitting there in self-pity and self-wallow and... You don't know what you're doing. Yeah. And I think it's one of those that remember that you don't always need to know what you're doing. No. Because I don't... Say- I don't think you do, Hannah, do you? Nope. <laughs> Back to that adulting thing. Nobody knows. It's a lie if they say they do. Like, in our generation, we kind of downplay how, like, adulting is hard. We are a generation born with social media given to us with the mental health aspect, but then we also have our parents' expectations of how they live their life. Yeah. It's like, everything just clashes with each other. And I think we need to just accept that it's okay. We're gonna move we got this, guys. <laughs> we, we got, got this. this. Yeah, we are the future. There's no other options. <laughs> yeah. So, but you're welcome, podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Oh my goodness, it's been so lovely to host you both, both in the Goddess Tarot Society podcast. Thank you so much. Thank you for Pleasure. listening to us. Ramble. Yeah. <laughs> the best ramble ever. Hopefully, you enjoy our rambling. <laughs> Love you all. Mwah, mwah, mwah. See you next time. Bye. Bye.